Kaidi Mai Kitanei Hotaka. Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Wallace Chapman here Friday. State Highway 3 Matoda to Clinton is flooding, uh, and State Highway 93 is now closed to avoid the area or delay your journey if possible. And on that, a state of emergency has been declared, as you may know, in Queenstown, Southland, and Gore, with people urged to avoid unnecessary travel. An update for you after four on that issue. A woman's health service is under so much pressure it has told GPs to stop referring patients unless they suspect cancer or something equally urgent. One GP saying there are thousands of patients and their doctors stuck in a pointless holding pattern. You might even be one of them. Get in touch with me. And is giving money to children in exchange for household chores a good incentive all the wrong message. Begin to hear your views on that also. And a question came to us I thought I would put to the panel. That is, my partner asked me who I'm voting for. But I grew up believing that it's a very personal question. I never ask anyone who they vote for, even my spouse. Am I being a bit unfair Panel response, please. So election time, obviously, people are discussing it. Uh, Do you keep who you're voting for strictly to yourself? You can text me at 2101. You can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. With me this afternoon, Jenny Giblin, Director of Funding HQ, Farmer in Hawke's Bay. Jenny, kia ora. Great to have you here. Wallace, lovely to be on the panel again. And Ed Armand, comedian, podcaster, PhD candidate, Ketapihekwe. Uh, Ed, how are you? I'm fantastic. Tēnā koutou te um, It's great to be back. Good on you. Very good. Bringing the excitement uh, to Friday's panel. Let's jump into the Friday mailbag. Let's start with this. Um, We talked about the fate of migrants in New Zealand. That's been an ongoing story, hasn't it, uh, in the country? Uh, And I got this uh, email. When my daughter was at university, she had a Korean flatmate who worked in a cafe in Auckland. A condition of the job was she had to surrender her passport to the employer. Her pay rate? $5 an hour. My daughter urged her to complain, but as this young woman was here as a student, she was afraid to be deported. Unfortunately, my daughter knew a number of young people in the same situation. And Jenny, that's in New Zealand. That is. And, you know, we do all hear stories like this, and it's frightening. And actually to hear as a New Zealander, it's embarrassing to think that we've got these people in our, in our that choose to live in our country and are treated so so poorly. Surrendering the passport, $5 an hour. It is it, it, it is absolutely absurd. And also there's a, people always, I've heard people say that, oh, why don't you complain? But as an immigrant, you always don't want to rock the boat. Even for me, when I was um, on my journey to become citizen, and I used to have a fight with my wife saying that, no, I can't drive fast because I can't have a tiny bit of even a ticket to so I I don't want to rock the boat so that's why people don't say anything or complain and it's very it's quite a I'm not that surprised because this is quite a common practice in some of the um, 
uh, countries in, in, in the Middle East, like in, in Dubai and in, in Qatar as well, come, uh, people go and then they go from work from Pakistan and they live in horrendous conditions and not paid much and their passports are confiscated. So similar thing there to here. Yeah. Goodness. All right. So yeah, bit of a response on that. Thanks for uh, emailing that that through. Uh, completely different uh, topic here. Uh, we had um, uh, Judge Arthur Tompkins on the program. He wrote me a letter uh, because we were talking about the joys of handwriting the other day, and the content was all about his love of sleeper trains or sleeping on a train. Oh. Never done it. It's a, it's. I love I, it. Yeah, you beat, you done it? Oh, I've done it. I've, I grew up because my uh, my mother's family lived in Sargoda and I was we were living in Karachi. And every summer in the summer holidays, we used to take the bus, uh, not the bus, the train from Karachi to Sargoda. It's, it, it, it was a, a overnight, about 16, 17 hours train. We slept, ate, stopped in stations. Oh, wonderful experience. Jenny, have you ever been on an overnighter? No, I haven't, but it's definitely on my bucket list. It's something that I would love to do, perhaps through Canada one day. Yeah. But it, no, I haven't had the privilege it, of that. It's on my bucket list too. Uh, my wife and I dying to go on an overnighter, but uh, they came through here. Oh, uh, yeah, we're, we're, oh, that's yeah, yeah. not a bad idea. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Um, <laughs> I heard your conversation about great experiences of sleeper trains. Uh, in May, I enjoyed an overnight trip on the Caledonian sleepover to Glasgow via Edinburgh. It was a wonderful experience, certainly helped by having a double bed, an ensuite with shower. It's on a train. Yeah. Wow. And enjoyable <laughs> food. Wow. Thoroughly recommended, uh, says Molly, who's a frequent listener. Well, that's, a double bed on a train? I mean, that's a luxury thing. I was oh. talking about passenger travel. I mean, that's uh, that's insane. <laughs> Come on. That is next level. <laughs> yep, there, there we have. So thanks, Molly. That is next level, but um, that that is uh, something that I would like to do one day. And also, of course, the first leaders debate, uh, and uh, they were asked, uh, is there a book you are reading at the moment? Um, and so I asked on the panel the other day, what's your favourite book? And just a few others uh, that I didn't mention. Irene says, Wolf Hall, a trilogy by Hilary Mantel, should be required reading for MPs as Thomas Cromwell was a consummate politician, despite not being elected, but appointed by Henry VIII. He didn't lose an election he lost his head. Uh, Graham says, you're right about Andre Agassi's, uh, Andre Agassi's open, Wallace. I have zero interest in sports, but picked it up out of curiosity at a batch we were staying and I couldn't put it down. Lorna says, favourite book, 1984 by George Orwell. Um, around the panel, Jenny, do you have a favourite book? I do. All the lights you cannot... See, but I can't remember the author, which is embarrassing is to it, admit. Is it Anthony, um, Anthony Doerr? That's it. Yes. Read yep. it, read great, it, a great book. Read it last year. Yeah. It's, it's unreal. It? It's unreal. Yeah. It's a good book. Yeah. Nice. It's, but that's you're a, right. Yeah. Keep going. Andre, the Andre Agassi book is fantastic. I'm not into tennis, but I love that. There's so much in that book, isn't there? It's yeah. on special as well. Maybe it's, I'll pick it up. J.R. Moringer, uh, I, I got to page 10, Ed. I said, who the heck is this guy? He, he's such a good writer. He, but it was ghostwritten mm. by a Pulitzer Prize winner. All oh, right. Uh, and it is 
Unbelievable. Yeah. All right. Do you have a favorite book? Yes. Yeah. My favorite book is um, uh, Ranginui Walker's uh, Kafafa Tonumato, um, Struggle Without End. Oh. It kind of changed my framework of thinking of how to live in uh, New Zealand and opened up the history to me. And currently I'm reading The Adventures of Amir Hamza, which is uh, fantastic, which is nonfiction. Fantastic. A couple other ones. Catcher in the Rhyme, Greg Ashley. I have never, ever read it, do you know? And a hands down. Kite Runner by Khaled Hosseini. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's yeah, huge. that's great. That is a fantastic book. Good book, eh? Uh, also, um, climate change not being discussed enough in the election debates. That came through as a theme. Uh, there's been a couple of debates, oh, and I think the last one, Sparky Debate, but uh, just as an issue wasn't mentioned. Uh, so thanks for having a climate-related news piece on the show today. I echo the sentiment that this is worth being addressed by all political parties. It's a real crisis where the cost of living is being paid by the planet. The cost of living crisis needs to be rebranded and turned into an ecological cry for societal change. And um, this, we had perhaps, well, we had a lot of responses to this, and we are going to be discussing this at the end of the program. Um, Whether you should get a trade or go to university to get a degree, trade or degree. I'm a tradie, builder, timber joiner with two degrees, law and BA in criminology. The money is better, way better, it's healthier, I'm more active, fitter, much happier. Another one here, I'm a specialist anaesthetist of 20 years seniority. We recently did a house renovation and the builder's hourly charge-out rate was significantly more than my tefata order rate. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that's why they're going on strike. Uh, it makes sense. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's fantastic. That's great. Uh, and another one here. My name is Phil. I have a I've I have semi-retired from being a tradie, maintenance fitter, and at sixty-eight still work three days a week. I went into management, but I missed the tools, so I picked up the hammer again. So, very good. Thanks for that. Um, and we'll go back to that topic. But let's jump into I've been thinking. Jenny Giblin, what's your IBT this Friday afternoon? Well, I've been thinking about speed limits. Having um, having uh, received a speeding fine two days ago, I was in a um, a ninety k zone. I was going one hundred and three, but I actually was on a main highway, and I didn't realise it was ninety k. The signs would have been there. I just would have not been watching, probably. And it made me and it made me think about throughout the our roading network how we've got these. You know, on our main highways, we have sort of ninety k's, eighty k's, seventy k's, sixty k's, etc. And it made me think, you know, are these reduced speed limits actually making a significant difference to road accidents and safety? Or reducing from 100k to 90k, is that merely a, a revenue generation mechanism from the government? So it was a relatively straight road. And, and the policeman said to me, the reason why it's 90 is we don't have a medium barrier through the middle of the road. So, we, you know, so the, the speed limit's 90. And I thought to myself, it's kind of ludicrous. <laughs> So that's what I've been thinking no, about. No, that'll get people uh, riled up indeed. So there was no medium, <laughs> yes. medium barriers. And, and uh, so, yeah. What, what, remind me what speed were you going again? I, so it was 90 k's, but yep. I was going 103. Oh, Jenny. Oh, my God. Jenny. What is happening? 
I yeah, think no, I, 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 I guess the experts might say there, Jenny, that um, um, for every t- 10 k's per hour you add on to the uh, speed, you, cre- you, you, you can do significantly more damage. It's the, yeah. it's the choice between hospital and the morgue. Yeah, they probably would. But my question back would be, is reducing the speed limits and making any difference? All right, fair enough. We might come back to that uh, to, uh, next week, Jenny. Kia ora. Okay, Ed, <laughs> Amon, I've been thinking. <laughs> yes, so I, I've been thinking um, about how my feelings have been changed um, since uh, I have found out about my baby being born in November. I've turned into this big softy, which is insane because I, I, I noticed it recently. Uh, I was doing some research while doing a PhD around fisheries and stuff. So I, I found um, the Sea Lord ad, uh, you know, swim like a fish. And I saw it and I immediately started crying. It was it's so emotional. And since then, I've been noting it. And obviously, the great sorcerers of the internet, the algorithm, has found out about my feelings. And all I see is pet videos and father-daughter activities. And I'm just, at night time, I go to bed and I'm just crying. And my wife's saying, so are are you okay? I said, yeah, I'm fine. So it is, it's just, so people keep telling me about it. Whenever I tell someone, they always say, oh, get ready for the sleepless nights. (laughs) And there's always this this sinister smirk that, welcome to hell. But nobody tells you <laughs> how soft you become, which is, I quite like. I like this transformation in me. Uh, get ready. <laughs> get ready for the sleepless nights. <laughs> Aside from that, get ready for the sleepless nights. You won't be the same. Your skin will be bad. You'll be tired constantly. And you'll, re- you'll be really crying when you're having the sleepless nights. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there's also... Um, yeah, not that you uh, can't find joy uh, if you don't have a child, because of course you can. But yeah. it's another level of joy. Yeah, it really is. It's so exciting. Yeah, it is another level of joy. Yeah. It's another level of love, isn't it? Yeah. A uh, lot coming through about pocket money. Should I give my kid pocket money for chores, or is that um, totally unnecessary? You're on the panel. Uh, NZ National. We have Ed Amon, Jenny Giblin, and of course. Yes, Power Ballad Woo. Friday.